This is Reset. I'm Susie Ann, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Every couple of weeks, we like to bring you stories about architecture in and around Chicago in an ongoing series we call, What's That Building? Today, we travel to Des Plaines in the northern suburbs to learn about a former post office with an uncertain future. A developer, Compass Point, has potential deals to buy the property, and it could soon be torn down in favor of a housing development. What is the building's history worth preserving? Here to give us the details is our architectural gumshoe, Dennis Rodkin. Great to see you, Dennis. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, so Dennis, give us a sense of where this property is and what it looks like. Okay. Uh, it's a small 1940 post office just at the very edge, the northern edge of Des Plaines' downtown area. Downtown Des Plaines has been changing very rapidly Older buildings giving way to mid-rise apartments, libraries, office buildings for a couple of decades now. And so it's all been sort of marching north. It has just come to the corner of this redevelopment, has come to the corner of Graceland and Ellenwood. On one side of Graceland, Compass Point, you mentioned, is building a six-story apartment building. Mm -hmm. And on the other side is this post office and some other parcels where Compass Point plans to build a seven-story apartment building. Um on those parcels are several buildings, including this post office built in 1940. Since the mid 19, since the mid 1980s, it's been the office of the Journal and Topics newspaper chain. Oh, okay. And and so, what does the interior of the building look like? It's interesting. A lot has been stripped away. The building was built in 1940. You don't have the old postal counters or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, you come into one large room, sort of a lobby, and then go into a very large room, which is the Journal and Topics newsroom. Um, not a whole lot of detail remains except for these two murals in that first room. Okay, let's talk about these two murals. Yeah. Uh, what do they look like? Uh, describe that for the listeners, because um, if you're seeing that for the first time, it it, it strikes you. It is. So when you walk in, the one in front of you is uh, a painting from 1940 called The Death of Père Marquette. Marquette and Joliet, of course, were the explorers who found, who uh, indigenous people showed them the overland route uh, just outside Chicago between the rivers, the river system and Lake Michigan. And in 1675, he died. And this image is of him real sort of a deathly pallor in his priestly robes being comforted by indigenous people. And behind him is a man with his arms upraised, probably giving some sort of a, a benediction or a wish for this um, deceased priest. It's a it's a it's a warm sort of an image. It's this idea that both cultures sort of coexist. One can comfort the other. Then you turn to your right and the other mural painted seven years later is its antithesis. Um, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, there's a white settler, a male, a man with his arm upstretched, and he's bringing down some kind of a sharp object. It looks like a screwdriver, but it's from the era. It probably isn't a screwdriver, a sharp pointed mm-hmm. object, bringing it down onto a an indigenous man who is nude and facing away. You, you see his bare ass. You don't see mm-hmm. the front, but he's he's clearly being beaten down by this white settler. And then sort of beneath and behind them, is a female white settler who has been knocked out. It's not clear how. Um, it's pretty brutal. And this one, so the first one is called, as I said, The Death of Père Marquette. This one is called The Conquest of the Prairie Lands, painted in 1947. Wow. 
it's brutal. It's I mean, it's a violent image. And and just to back up, I mean, this has been hanging there uh, for decades since it was a post office. So you could imagine it being a post office, you know, families would come in there and do their business and they're seeing this. Right. And they're seeing. So, again, 1947, a lot of the people and, and in years uh, after that, a lot of people who came in probably would have thought, yeah, that's sort of how I picture the conquest of the prairie. But there had to be people who thought, oh, uh, no. Um, and now, of course, more of us would be in the no camp. But yeah, you know, you picture families coming in and uh, we're buying stamps and Junior is looking up at this <laughs> native man being beaten down with a sharp object. Yeah. Well, so these two murals were commissions that were part of the Works Progress Administration, right? Uh, can you remind us what that program was? Well, it's interesting. The painter, James Michael Newell, was a WPA artist. These weren't painted under the auspices of the Works Progress Administration. That was uh, during the Depression and into the 40s. Wow. That was a federal uh, agency that was helping um, keep artists employed. And there were murals painted in post offices, many other things, the creation of the Skokie Lagoons in the north suburbs, all sorts of things all over the country. Newell was a WPA, art, WPA artist. These weren't painted specifically under the auspices of the WPA, which is part of uh, it's part of the concern here is that um, WPA work has sort of an additional value. But again, this one of the the conquest of the prairie is very hard to value. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so again, we mentioned that th this has been um, hanging for for decades. It's been there for decades. What condition are these murals in? They're beautiful. They're they're very clear. There's you you know you don't see the grime. Um, they haven't been painted over. So again, the building was built as a post office since the mid '80s. It's been this newspaper office. Um, nobody has had any reason to paint over them apparently. But also, according to the family, the newspaper family that owns it, the Wessels, um, they haven't had to do any restoration. They're very they're in great shape. They're clear um, and untouched. Do we have any sense what the intention of the artist was with these paintings? I don't. It's it's strange. Um, so Newell was actually a pretty big deal. Um, in 1940, same year he painted the first mural, the Per Marquette mural, he was painting a mural in Evander Childs High School in the Bronx, uh, and that was actually a WPA project. It was called The Evolution of Civilization. And Holger Cahill, who ran the federal arts program of the WPA said that that mural was so good that it has it was making the Bronx the world capital of mural art. So Newell Newell was a big deal. He also painted uh, murals in the building that is the headquarters of the U.S. Department of the Interior, another a post office in upstate New York. He was he was quite a big deal. What what I'd like to know is in 1940 he paints the death of Per Marquette. What happened by 1947 to change his attitude about the, the cultures? There's an article in, a, in a, a publication called The Living New Deal about them that suggests that the two go together. Um, native people help white people and white people don't care. They, they mm. kill them anyway. That's one reading. Uh, another reading is, is really lost to time. It would be really interesting to know what Newell thought, why he, when he comes back seven years later, he paints something so brutal. 
Yeah, I mean, to have the context would be key here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, when we talk about these murals, particularly the the more brutal of the two, it, it uh, as we were talking um, offline earlier, it made me think of um, the running bit from um, the TV show Parks and Recreation with the murals at the Pawnee City Hall. Um, let's take a listen. Oh, yeah, this is our crown jewel. It's one of our best murals. It depicts the very famous battle at Conega Creek. We have a lot of children visit, so often we have to cover up the more gruesome parts with a poster. That is horrifying. Wow, that's I feel like that's exactly what's going on in this um, old post office. Uh, this is Reset. I'm Susie Ann in for Sasha Ann Simons. Um, if you're just joining us, we're bringing you another installment of our ongoing series, What's That Building? We're talking about a former post office with historic Depression-era murals. And here with us, of course, is our architectural sleuth, Dennis Rodkin. Um, so, Dennis, uh, I mentioned, of course, that this is a former post office. Tell us again what, what the office is currently being used as. Well, that room is is sort of the front office when you come to the newspaper. And then the larger room where – a much larger room where mail would have been sorted and that kind of thing is uh, a newsroom. That's it. And and it's interesting the way – from the piece you just had from um, Parks and Rec, I talked to both um, Tom Wessel, who's, who's uh, third generation in the um, – in third generation in the family, and Todd, who's second generation – and Tom, who's in his 50s, said he, you know, he grew up, the family's had the building since the 1980s. He said, you know, yeah, people would always come in and they'd say, oh, look, there's a weird naked Indian on the wall. Um, and he said, it is, it's pretty brutal. The family wants to try to get them saved, get the murals saved, because they have some history. Mm-hmm. Todd Newell, the the second generation of the family, said, told me, he said, yeah, you know, it depicts something abhorrent, but it is art. And the artist was important in his day. He said, who am I to say it's not art? And so they, they'd like to find a way to preserve these, um, pro- probably separate from the building. The building right. received approval, from, or the new building plan received approval in August from the city council. The old post office is very likely being demolished. And the family would like to sort of... Um, Save the murals. Yeah. So, so you mentioned that um, there was approval for this, but what what else do we know about the sale and and what the developer intends to do with the property? Not much. The sale price is has not been made public, and the sale hasn't closed. Um, there are, I guess, there are sort of seven parcels. There there are a couple of small buildings that would all be replaced. The post office is, uh, I guess, what you would call the face of the site. It's the one out on Graceland Avenue, and then marching in. Sort of, sort of essentially up an alley are a couple of other buildings and they would all go and there would be this new seven story, 131 unit apartment building um, looking, I would assume, just like the one across the street and, and others built by Compass Point. So there, there were plans, talks of possibly saving the, these murals and um, you know, any idea of what they would do to preserve? Or is it just going to be <laughs> locked away in storage somewhere? Um, any sort of options they they were kind of mulling over? You know, they, they haven't figured out what to do. They've been trying to get the building sold or trying to get the deal done, trying to get the approval from the city to tear these buildings down. 
Um, so what the family told me, if I referred to the family as the Newells, I was making a mistake. The artist is Newell. The family is Wessel. What the Wessel family um, is trying to do is figure out how to get them saved. One thing they don't know, the, the two murals were painted at different times in different ways. It appears that one is painted directly on the wall. The other is painted on canvas. So it would be easier, obviously, to remove the canvas one. The one painted on the wall could be removed. And they don't have a plan. They said, you know, the historical society, something like that. I mean, these paintings, even though the one depicts a, a really sort of horrid scene, these paintings have been hanging in downtown displays in a relatively public place, not a public building, but a place a lot of people went into since 1947. Yeah. Well, uh, Dennis, before we let you go, um, what building are you going after next? Oh, we've got a great story of... Um, uh, people building sukkahs for the the Jewish holiday Sukkot in North Lawndale, which was one of the, the biggest Jewish neighborhoods in Chicago in America, um, and building them for some of the black churches and other groups that are now in North Lawndale. All right. That's Dennis Rodkin, reporter for Crane's Business Chicago. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thanks, Susie. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.